Well, the price of my self-esteem was 160 bucks this weekend. I'll tell you what that means. Did he or didn't he? The Innocence Project in L.A. thinks he didn't, and I couldn't agree more. Who is he? We'll tell you. Trump in South Carolina and the SAG Awards got me the clemped. Oh, yes, we will talk about it. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Crowcast. I am Corell. Happy Monday to you. So very glad you are joining me. We've got a lot to talk about. If the video gets choppy, it gets choppy. Uh, we got Trump in South Carolina, Nikki Haley. We got uh, the LA Innocence Project finally doing something I think should have been done a while ago. We'll tell you with who. Uh, and the SAG Awards made me all the clamped. We're going to talk about why uh, all award shows should probably be on Netflix, by the way. Hi, Miss Ember. How are you, honey? Uh, she's joined me today. She doesn't normally do that. I feel very honored. Hello, my dear. Uh, all right. I love that little dog. God, I love that little dog. I love you, little girl. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does it involve food? <laughs> uh, all right. So some of you that listen to me uh, are well off. You make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year or more. And even though you're paying more for things right now, it's, you know, it's you're not happy about it. But you're not losing any sleep over the fact that you're spending maybe five hundred or a thousand or two thousand dollars more a year to live. Uh, you don't like it, but like I said, you're not like losing sleep over it. But a majority of you are feeling the effects of higher grocery prices, your gas bill, your light bill, you know, fuel cost, all this other stuff. And so you are making adjustments in your life. You're cutting back. We, we know that a ton of people are cutting back on streaming services. They're cutting back on Netflix and, and you know, Max and Paramount Plus. It's why they're all having such difficulties. You guys, at first, everyone was like, you know, doing everything. And now you're cutting back. You're cutting back on things like your support for the arts and for the podcast and for things. Podcasting has almost reached its peak, they're saying. And while it's always growing, there's now 4.5 million podcasters out there. Uh, and some are great, and some are an insult. Uh, so, uh, you know, so we're a lot of us are making adjustments, and I'm with you on these. Okay, I'm I'm here making these adjustments. Uh, and this weekend, I have to tell you, it we tie our self worth often to our job, our life, our financial status, and we know we shouldn't. Okay, we know we know we shouldn't tie our self worth to that. But we do. Uh, and, you know, I'm as guilty of that as anybody. And this weekend, I got a text. Now, I uh, pay for internet only. I, I stream everything. I don't have any, you know, cable TV channels. I don't have a landline. I just get internet from Cox, and uh, which amuses me. Uh, and the gay guy gets his internet from Cox. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I get I get it from Cox. Uh, and for like a year or two or three, I, I've been paying $139. Now, that's way too much, but I need the faster speeds because I work at home and I need the unlimited data because of all the files that I upload. Uh, and so that's, you know, that was $139. Now, Cox has no competitors where I live. They're CenturyLink, and that's it. And their their fastest speed is forty. I'm at a you know gigabit. Well, now I'm, well we'll get to that. 
Um, and so I get a text that it's going from 139 to 160 in the next month. And it just says your next bill is due March 11th. The bill is 160. And so I called Cox and I said, Do you, are you really going to charge me $160 for internet only? You're just going to go up $240 a year in one fell swoop. And they're like, well, yeah, you had a promotion on a promotional fee or a promotional discount, which has now expired. I said, well, you need to find me another one. And they couldn't. And so basically I called every other provider. No one could match their speeds at all. Uh, and I, I went through every plan that they had. And ultimately... I have now decreased my internet speed by half from one gigabit to 500. And my upload speed, which was 30, is now going to be 10, which means it's going to triple the time I have to upload the show. All because if I did that, it would go down to $90. And I had to take off the unlimited data. So I'm really worried about that because I go, they provide you 1.25 terabytes. And I'm, I use 1.2. One month I used 1.4. He goes, yeah, you always are right at the line, you know. So I'm going to have to not watch as much streaming or whatever. And that $70 a month is $840 a year. And that's a savings. And it's enough of a savings to where I'm going to make the sacrifice and cut my speeds in half or a third for uploads uh, or two thirds for uploads uh, just so I can reduce the bill $70. And it hurt me and my self-esteem that I had to do that. That at this point of my career and my life, that $70 a month from 160 down to 90 will actually make a difference. Like you, I have gone through and canceled subscription after subscription. Dropbox, I'm not doing professional anymore because that's 200 bucks a year. And, you know, all these various things. I've just, like you, been cutting back. And in doing so, it's making me feel inadequate. You know, it's like, oh, you know, 160 a month, I should be able to afford that. But when you add that on to the $180 a month uh, you know, insurance for the car and now the $140 a month insurance for Ember up from 95 and you add all that up, I'm on disability. I, you know, I don't get, but like between Patreon and disability, I get about 4,500 a month, maybe five on good months, but usually like 39. <laughs> and so, you know, I just, I can't, I don't. And so I felt bad about that. And the internet made me feel bad. And the fact that they're overcharging me, 160 bucks for just internet, I don't care whatever speed. You know, Cox is overcharging. That's expensive, Cox. I've seen some expensive Cox before. And trust me, Cox, you take the cake for expensive Cox service. If I want to be serviced by Cox, I got to pay a lot. And so I know that you may be feeling, I don't want to say inadequate, but the 
we talk about the economics, but we never talk about the emotions attached to the economics. When you have to be the one sitting there and deciding, do I have highest speed internet, which I need, or do I cut it in half because it's going to save me 70 bucks a month and just adjust, you know, not do business as quickly, not, you know, not upload as quick. I know you all are making these kinds of choices. And I just want to tell you that you you shouldn't attach any self-worth to any of that. I know how hard it is. I have been doing it all weekend long. I've been feeling like a total loser. Like, you know, like Cher wouldn't worry about the internet cost. And not even Cher. You know, my I have a friend that makes a couple hundred thousand a year. She wouldn't like the increase, but she'd be fine paying it. That should be me. It's not. It should be you. It probably isn't. And so no one is talking about that. And yet there was a story out yesterday. One in three Americans are lonely. And depression and suicide is just on the rise in young and old. And it's because of stuff like this. Because when they're talking about prices and economic indexes at the White House, they don't realize that it makes you feel bad to go in the grocery store and not be able to get everything you want. It makes you feel bad to have to determine tank of gas or X, Y, Z. They never take that into account, do they? But sometimes the economy hurts. Makes you feel bad. Oh, and it's tax time. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. Barring a court putting him in jail, Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. And that's why the South Carolina win against Nikki Haley in her own state is not really news. We now know that these aren't nuanced, um, engaged voters. These are cult members. And she got a, a decent amount of votes, by the way. It's not like she got five votes. She got a fair amount of votes. And... In these primaries, he's not performing well enough to win in the general, by the way. He's not getting enough votes. So there's a lot to parse out about what happened in South Carolina. But I won't be like Forrest Gump when he would say, and that's all I got to say about that. Donald Trump is going to be their nominee, even if he goes to jail. And so we are going to be faced with Biden v. Trump. You better be on Team Biden if you don't want to lose America. I don't want to hear about independent this. I don't want to hear about we need more choice that. I don't want to hear about he's too fucking old. All I want to hear from all of you is, of course, I'm voting for Joe Biden because I am not going to turn the country over to someone who just last night 
said they were going to be vindictive, go after their political enemy, be a fascist dictator. Okay? That you don't support a party that thinks an embryo, because it's been fertilized and frozen, is a baby, based in scripture. At CPAC, they made it clear they're coming for same-sex marriage. If you vote for anyone but Joe Biden and the Democrats, you are voting against me and the chance that someday I might get laid and then eventually married. Don't hold your breath. But you know what I'm saying. You're voting against me. So if you're not voting for Biden, pick a finger, okay? Because at this point, it's going to be Biden versus Trump and Trump must be kept away from the White House at all cost. And that's how it has to be. And if you have to donate, if you have to donate time or get on the phone or drive people to the polls, whatever you got to do to make sure that Biden wins, do it. Okay? And that's all I got to say about that. Because <laughs> I want to talk about Scott Peterson, because I was in the hospital having an emergency appendectomy instead of doing the Bernie Ward show, which I was supposed to do. Uh, and I remember waking up from the morphine haze uh, and seeing that, you know, Scott Peterson uh, was under investigation for killing his wife. And the maid, uh, the nurse that was cleaning my room, when she heard that he had an affair on the TV, she said, oh, he did it. And I said, why? Because he cheated? She's like, mm-hmm. And I said, cheating's a long way for, and I was in a morphine haze, and, but you know me. I, and I did say, cheating's a long way from killing your wife and baby, don't you think? Oh, no, honey. If a man cheats, he's capable of anything. I disagree with that, by the way. I think people can cheat and not be murderers, okay? Um, but the moment I heard that they knew he cheated, and the moment I heard that, like many of us, he was running because he knew they were going to come after him because he was the husband and he cheated and the public was turning against him. So he knew they were, the police would come for him. So he dyes his hair, a terrible color, and tries to pull an OJ and get out. I'm telling you, Scott Peterson did not kill his wife, Lacey. And the Innocence Project now believes that too. And they are trying to get some new evidence DNA tested, a piece of fabric, and they're trying to find the witnesses that saw Lacey walking her dog after Scott had left. And so he was out, he, he couldn't have killed her. So I happen to know Garagos's second attorney, not like I know him personally in so much as he is my longest friend, Emily Johnson, my longest high school friend that I still have, um, my longest childhood friend that I still have. Uh, it's her brother. And they believe in his innocence so much that they have the one, they're the ones, Garagos and his team, who have been rallying the Innocence Project to take the case. And have been doing stuff pro bono for Peterson because they believe in his innocence. His lawyers believe he's not guilty. I believe he's not guilty. Because we now have this tabloid mentality where, oh, he's got to be guilty. He's the husband. He was cheating and he was running. 
How about, yes, he's the husband. Yes, he was cheating. He was running because he knew that everyone was turning against him. And he didn't kill her. He did not. I'm telling you, I've said this from the get-go. I said it on KGO. People turned on me. They were furious with me. I am telling you, I know in my gut, I watched it all unfold. Scott Peterson did not kill his wife. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. And yes, he, they got a, a jury to believe and get, you know, two counts of murder. I am telling you, he did not do it. And it was a horrific crime. A pregnant woman and her unborn baby, which could have survived. Oh, and they gave the details and all of that. I watched it all. He didn't do it. There's no DNA that links him to it. At all. No one saw him do it. There's no physical evidence that he did it. He didn't do it. It's all circumstantial and all based on the fact that he's a cheat. People make huge mistakes, like cheating. That doesn't mean they're capable of murder. So I believe he's innocent. I don't know what you guys would like to comment down below or send me an email, contact at reallycorel.com. All of you patrons, you can do it at Patreon because I love you. I love you, patrons. Why don't you become a patron? Won't you be my patron? Four ninety nine a month or more, you're in. It's at patreon.com forward slash Willie Carell. Love my patrons. Love them. What do y'all think? Because I think he didn't do it. And you're saying, well, Carell, you were just, you know, swept away by the fact that he was handsome. He was handsome. And I would have loved to have been his jailmate for a while. Mm -hmm. But. He, he did not kill his wife and unborn baby. And, you know, we get it wrong so many times. We let OJ go, and we know that he did kill his wife and her friend, a waiter, Ron Goldman, who they were not sleeping together, but everyone, oh, they were sleeping together. No, they weren't. And, and OJ not only got, you know, acquitted of it, he got endorsements. Didn't Butterball pay him to do the turkey thing because no one carves white meat like OJ? Wait, no, maybe that wasn't. Maybe I'm wrong there. But the justice system gets it wrong. They're getting it wrong with Trump. He should already be in jail for the documents and for so many things. They're, it's not always right. And I'm telling you right now, they got Scott Peterson wrong. He did not kill his wife. He did not do it. The, I think those two burglars did it. The burglars that had been working in the neighborhood, in the van. I'm telling you, she probably walked in on a burglary and they just freaked out and killed her. And then, you know, got rid of the body in the marina. Because they're stupid. I was watching that night country, that uh, true crimes night country with Jodie Foster. And they were about to dispose of a body. And she had this pickaxe, and she told the, the son to look away because it was his father. And he said, why? And she said, well, are you going to pierce his lungs so he doesn't float? And I thought, now, she's done this before. <laughs> she knows how to get rid of a body so it won't be found. You know? These idiots, whoever killed Lacey Peterson was an idiot. And, you know, made it very easy to find her. They they did it like in a movie. So what do you all think? I think he's innocent. I don't think he did it. I think people just mad at him because he cheated. 
And, you know, we ain't married to him. We ain't in their marriage. We don't know if she didn't, you know. We don't even know if that's his baby. I mean, really. Well, yeah, we do. But but you know what I'm saying? It's like, was Lacey a saint? I don't know. But is Scott a demon? I mean, they painted him like the devil incarnate who would cheat on his pregnant wife and then murder her and the baby. Because you got to be some kind of fucked up to murder a woman that's visibly pregnant. And it wasn't him. He didn't do it. All right, when we come back, the SAG Awards made me the clamp. I will tell you why. Did you watch them? They're on Netflix. You can watch them right now. Go watch. Oh, I was I was crying. Cry, big tears. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L dot com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. All of us who have not done the one thing that we most want to do will give you 100,000 reasons why we haven't. And they'll all be great reasons. However, they're just excuses. They're what we tell ourselves to justify that the one thing that we, that we really want, wanted to do or still want to do, that we didn't do it because. Now, I'm not, I'm not just being esoteric here, but I'm going to tell you how it relates to the SAG Awards. First of all, I have a love-hate relationship with award shows. I've covered them. I've been at them. I could show you a hundred badges from Oscar, Emmy, Grammy, Tony, been to them all. Grammys I vote on. Uh, and the Dorian Awards, of course, I hosted. Uh, and to, uh, Wednesday, we'll tell you who's won our Dorian Awards this year for film. Um, but the love-hate relationship is that I started going as a member of the media in 1981, okay? But I never wanted to be there as a member of... I didn't want to be at the Grammys as a member of the media. I wanted to be there as a recording artist winning for a record. So it was great that I got there. But how I got there was not the way that I wanted to get there. And that's been my whole career in entertainment. I wanted to be on TV, but not really as a talk show host. I wanted to be, you know, in, uh, well, I kind of wanted to be Dinosaur, like the Dinosaur show. And so every time I see like the SAG Awards or whatever, it makes me a little sad because I want to be an actor, you know, and my whole life, all I wanted to do is be on stage and make movies. Those are the two things. I wanted to be on stage acting, singing, and making movies. Barbara Streisand, basically. That's Bette Midler. That's, that's the career I wanted. And there was just nothing else for me. I, that was what I had to be. And yet, to this day, at 61 years old, I stand before you a man who has made tons of television, both for major studios and, and you know, just 
independent, major market radio, number one in the biggest studios, traveled the world as a talk show host or member of the media, met every celebrity in the world that I ever wanted to meet, but never made a movie. And from 8 millimeter to 16 millimeter to video to handheld video and Canon cameras to what we have now, there's always been a way. And others have taken that way, but I never have. I've pulled together music videos and, and $10,000, $20,000 budgets. I've, I've pulled together albums and songs and got those financed and recorded and released and albums, physical albums and CDs back when you had to do that with my album Dance or Else. I've done all of that. And I never put all that energy into making a movie, even a short film. And I never really auditioned for any. Even at KFI, when we had a manager, I never really auditioned. You know, I auditioned for for many things, and I was on The Ultimate Revenge with Mark Summers, who's now on Broadway, and Ryan Seacrest, who be, you know, became Ryan Seacrest. But I never made a movie. And last night, Barbara's speech moved me because she talked about how she fell in love with the movie with Marlon Brando and Guys and Dolls, and she knew she just had to be in movies. Well, I fell in love with her in A Star is Born in 1976, and I knew I had to be in movies. The Rose, Bette Midler. She was telling my life, Barbara Streisand was, at her award speech last night, and then making me feel bad because I've never done it. And so I'm going to. I'm not dead. I'm going to find the script that Andrew wrote for me and somehow, some way, even if it's with no budget whatsoever, I'm going to try to make a movie. Because if I die without making one, that will be a huge regret. I'd rather make a bad one that flops than at least, at least I made one. So what is that thing for you? That thing that you always thought you would do, that you wanted to do more than ever, and yet you never quite did it. Oh, you danced around it, but you never did it. I mean, maybe I felt I wasn't worthy or that maybe I'm terrible. Maybe I will not be good. Although there's a lot of bad actors who are famous. But, you know, maybe maybe I felt I didn't belong. You know, maybe I felt like because I was this poor, fat, gay kid, like my drama teacher once told me in UCLA, um, you know, how many roles do you think there are for big, fat, gay guys with lists? I was told that by a drama teacher. So... Maybe I believed him. And and you know what? And I was always so busy with Andrew and KFI and KGO and all these, you know, paying the bills. Wasn't like anyone was knocking down my door to be in their movie. But I never knocked down theirs. Never even got a like a know-nothing manager, like a nobody manager. I still don't have a manager. I need a manager. So I'm going to try to make a movie. I don't know when. I've got a book to finish first. And... Maybe Vegan in Vegas to launch somehow, some way. But, and oh, I just got the track for Don't Stop, or I'm sorry, Do You Want a Funk? I'm remaking the Sylvester classic, Do You Want a Funk? I already have the track. You heard it here first. Leo Frappier, House of Frappier, he sent me the track. I've got a banging track for Do You Want a Funk? And I'm going to sing it with Thea and 
friends. But somewhere in there, I'm going to start production on Out West or a remake of The Man Who Came to Dinner. One of the two. Those, both of those roles I was meant to play. One's written for me, Out West by Andrew, a retelling of Auntie Mame. Uh, and the other is The Man Who Came to Dinner about, you know, a writer and a radio personality who ends up stuck at a house of people that are nothing like him. And he brings his madcap world into that house and sort of takes over. Sound like anyone you know? Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to do it. What about you? What is that thing? What is that thing that you never did? You've been trying to do. You still want to do. You haven't done it, though. And it was the thing that from when you were like 15 years old on that you were just sure you were going to do. And you haven't done it. What is it? I'd like to hear your comments down below or email me, of course, contact at reallycorel. That's contact at reallycorel. Is it a, um, a a career goal or a personal goal or I don't know. Maybe you always thought you'd go live somewhere or something. I am Corel. Be who you want to be. So I'm done. Anybody will be back on Wednesday. What is that thing that you always thought you'd do that you just haven't done yet? I want to know. Tell me down below. Like and subscribe. <laughs> I hate that I have to hey, say that. it's Carell. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorell. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorell for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons of Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorell. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorell. My website is reallycorell.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorell. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.